You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. We know SARS was allocated an additional 3 billion rand for the 21-22 fiscal year and recently advertised 370 jobs to bolster tax compliance. Judge Dennis Davis recently signed on as a consultant too. So it's clearly moving fast to create a data-driven smart tax authority. I'm joined now by Dr. Albertus Maria, Director of Specialist Tax and Transaction Advisors, AJM. And uh, as the former head of tax for Christo Visa, uh, Dr. Maria, does South Africa have a major problem of wealthy people under-declaring income? Uh, and so should wealthier taxpayers be skirting, or, or who are potentially skirting the law, should they be worried? Michael, good evening. Um, I don't think the problem is particularly one that can be laid at the door of wealthier taxpayers. Look, of course, one has, uh, I think, throughout the world, um, instances of tax avoidance and perhaps rather tax planning. I think what we're seeing now from SARS's side is not a clamping down on tax avoidance, but rather on tax evasion, is to see that how can we enforce compliance and have people uh, simply comply with their obligations, not necessarily in arriving at uh, how much they should be paying, paying in terms of the Income Tax Act or the VAT Act, but rather than uh, that they are paying those taxes as required in terms of the Tax Administration Act to see that people are complying with these requirements. It, it does seem hard to believe that only about 550,000 people pay the majority of personal income tax in the country. Do you believe that the tax base actually can be broadened by better compliance? Well, I think the tax base uh, is potentially um, able to, to be broadened. Um, but we should also remember that we are faced with an equally unbelievable uh, unequal wealth distribution in this country. So I do not think that that figure is particularly far off. But that being said, of course, yes, we have, I'm, in my experience at least, a number of dishonest taxpayers, or, well, not taxpayers, dishonest individuals and businesses in this country that are actively evading taxes and that should be brought to book through a better compliance on SARS's part. Yeah, that is uh, an area of, of intense focus, or at least should be an area of intense focus. But if the government boosts compliance now, then does it mean that the government uh, should possibly hold off on simply raising taxes next year? Well, it depends on, on where the tax base is going to. And, and that, I guess, is something that only time will tell. But the principle is, of course, true. It's to the extent that we are able to more effectively, uh, I think, um, gather and, and, and put together a solid fiscal base. Uh, of course, then, there is less room for an argument that taxes should be raised. And rather, mm. that we can continue in the current fiscal trend to be lowering income tax rates, or at least keep them steady. Well, I was chatting to Chris Axelson of the Treasury recently, and certainly on the corporate income tax side, there is a stated intent by the Finance Minister to bring our corporate tax rates all the way down to 22% or, or thereabouts, and that's why they're reviewing incentives and all the other things. It's always like that, give with the one and take with the other. Uh, are there other ways to collect more revenue, though? For instance, by focusing on estate taxes and other transfer taxes, as opposed to just focusing here on personal income tax? Yeah, look, I think the irony is, just on the income tax side, before we move on to other taxes, is that I think we've reached a point where lowering taxes will, in fact, broaden the tax base. I think if we, we continued in what was 
the policy perhaps during the past 12 years or so, if we're continuing to increase taxes, or tax rates at least, we will in effect see a ever decreasing tax base and less and less taxes being, uh, being recovered. I think what Treasury is doing is to, to play smarter um, rather than to wield this uh, unwieldy uh, axe, which is simply adjusting tax rates. It is reviewing incentives, it is looking at better compliance, it is looking at broadening the tax base in a cleverer way. Unfortunately, mm. I think the one area where we can still uh, uh, look to, to tax more efficiently would be um, in line with international um, comparisons, at least, to look at increasing the VAT rate. We know, of course, that that is politically extremely sensitive, um, and that is unlikely to happen. That being said, if that is the case, then you need to accept that. There's, that is the case uh, from Treasury side, at least, that VAT won't increase meaning that we need to look at other ways in which to broaden the tax base. And as I said, mm. I think we're broadening the tax base by decreasing tax rates, but similarly by going on an employment drive and employing uh, people who can uh, enforce taxes and can do so in a smart way, people that are skilled. And we've certainly seen a number of, of increasing uh, efficiencies on SARS aside in practice. Uh, that, is, that is very interesting because I was going to ask you about uh, whether or not this recruitment drive is, is managing to plug that large skills gap. And we know what uh, the previous commissioner, Tom Moyani, did in terms of gutting SARS in terms of capacity and skills and maligning people and sidelining them and very difficult to rebuild what was one of the finest um, you know, tax collecting authorities in the world. Are you starting to see signs, for example, of the large business centre making a comeback? Absolutely. And, uh, it's very interesting to see, and, and we've been expecting this after the budget earlier this year, on 24 February, is that uh, we've received um, so-called engagement letters or welcoming letters from SARS's newly established high net worth, well, high net worth individual team to welcome certain taxpayers in any certain amount to this uh, new bracket and as a special client of a special client base and they will have uh, a designated individual assigned to them and to look after their account and who they can interact with directly if they have certain problems in meeting compliance deadlines. And I think that's fantastic. It's a way to say that if we are going to enhance compliance, not only in, in policing, but also making it easier to pay taxes. Yeah. I'm certain that in a, in a political environment where we're seeing crooks going to jail, or at least to court for the moment, we're seeing trade surpluses, 12 of them concurrently, as you've mentioned just previously. Yeah. We're seeing a relaxation in exchange control. All of these things will ultimately lead to a broader tax base meaning that we will potentially see economic growth with less taxes being paid, meaning, of course, more money being taken to the public of South Africa to spend. It's a virtuous cycle, and I, I do think many taxpayers have been withholding just because of the breakdown in the social contract between the taxpayer and the government that promises not to steal or flitter away that uh, hard-earned tax money that taxpayers pay over to the government. If it's going into education, areas that it should be going into, and we, we see accountability to your point, Dr. Marie, then I do uh, think we'll start to see that uh, particular uh, contract uh, strengthen again. Dr. Albert Marais, Director of Specialist Tax and Transaction Advisors, AJM, uh, with uh, very interesting insights into this drive by SARS to recapacitate and uh, also to go after some uh, high net worth tax dodgers. Anne Williams has your news up next.